Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. We are so glad to have you here. I am Sean Coomer, your host, joined by Joe Chung and Mark Osterman, and we have a great show for you today. We're going to start out by talking about our next credit card. Which credit card are we planning to apply for next and why? Plus, we're going to talk about our next family vacation. Where do we plan to take our family next? When will that be? What sort of considerations are going into our mind? And how has the way we thought about travel changed just in the last couple of months? Plus, we have rapid fires. We're going to talk about Vegas, Aeroplan's new program, and Sears Shop Your Way, believe it or not. All of that's coming right up. But first, if you like the show, please consider subscribing. mtmpodcast.com is where you can go for links to subscribe on any platform. We also have 50 plus posts per week at milestomemories.com. We have our Patreon if you're looking for more Miles and Points content, patreon.com forward slash Miles to Memories. And don't forget our Miles to Memories YouTube channel. It's been growing like crazy, mostly Vegas videos there. All right, let's hit it. Hey guys, Joe, how's uh, how's vacation going? For anybody who's not watching, he looks very relaxed. Yeah, looks less, less sweaty. <laughs> actually, you say that. You say that. I'm actually super sweaty because I walked a mile and changed from the beach back. But yeah, I'm at Cape Cod. Here, here's my view. That's tough to beat. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Beautiful. My wife is like, my wife is like, why didn't you ask for the week off? And I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. She's smarter than I am. So, but yeah, it's really I nice. I need a here. break. I need a break from the kids. That's why. Yeah. No. I mean, it's 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 great. She, here. Doesn't, My. she doesn't listen. You can you can let it out, Joe. She doesn't listen. Remember. <laughs> it's true. It's the one time. This is the one time <laughs> she'll uh, listen. So anyway, yeah, it's it's we're out in Cape Cod. We're near Hyannis. Uh, it's beautiful here. But I'll talk about it next week because you know I want to finish this so I can get back to vacationing. But yeah, it is really beautiful, and we're super glad we did this. We're here with uh, my wife's parents. It's a really nice house. Since we live in such a small house, like I'm just getting lost all the time. Like kids are losing stuff all over the place and we can't find it. So it's it's weird being in a big house. But you know, we have the nice backyard. We can walk to like this little beach where kids are playing the tide pools. And at low tide, we can walk out to like an island in the middle of that bay that you saw a second ago. So yeah, it's really great. Can't complain. We can talk more about it next week though. How are you guys doing? I like I like to rent smaller houses, so when I come back to my regular house, it feels bigger. So you did the opposite, uh, and well, you're going to regret that. Well, it's 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 <laughs> it's near physically impossible to rent a house that's smaller than what I already live in. I mean, one could rent an apartment smaller than what I live in, but as far as have you heard about go, a cottage in Lexington that's 600 square feet? <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I hear. I hear that's gonna be. I hear that's going to be uh, on Airbnb soon. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> there you go. See, we're gonna go there on the weekend and then feel like our uh, our regular house is big, even though it's small. Smart, smart. <laughs> um, in case no one knows what we're talking about, uh, the last couple of weeks, you know, we've been talking about Mark buying a little lake house. Which, uh, yeah, Mark, I was uh, look at this house that I'm sitting in, and you know, I think costs uh, 1.7 million dollars. So I do not think that's one Tesla payment like <laughs> that you bought. That's why I got to get off the East Coast. Everything's cheaper. It's crazy. It's crazy. The taxes on that are probably more than most people's mortgage payments. You know, it's wild. I mean, it does does have an amazing view and it's a really nice house. But yeah, it's wild how expensive real estate is out here. But anyway, how are you guys doing? We had a good night uh, last night. We did the kids went to 
do their school meeting or whatever with the teachers, hung, hung out with the teachers for like 20 minutes, got all their stuff in their locker and figured out where their desk was and everything. So we normally do it as like one big, like all the school does at one time. But this year they've did it where each family has like a 30 minute plot time. So there's not too many people in a place at once. So that was good. They were excited about that. Got everything set up and ready to go. And only like a week away and I have freedom again. One week school starts in one week. Is that when school in Michigan starts like for everyone? Is that the general? It starts on the 26th. So I think most of them start like around that time, something like that, which is annoying because we used to always start after Labor Day, but now it's before, but whatever. <laughs> Massachusetts, well, we're starting like uh, my daughter's starting the 18th and my kids start the 21st of September. <laughs> I was going to say, she should be in school right now. <laughs> no, it's norm it's normally it's normally right after Labor Day, but you know, pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. So they pushed the stuff back. They actually dropped the number of days that kids need to be in school from 180 to 170. So don't worry, Massachusetts kids are going to be even dumber at the end of this year <laughs> than we already are. I was going to say, they don't have to worry about snow days if everybody's learning from home. So <laughs> they can make up the 10 days or whatever. Well, I'm jealous because our schools are online. So watching everybody with their kids Oh, getting ready for school and my poor Ellie. So are ours, by the way. So are ours. I think most, I think most, like most of the schools in Michigan are online too, which a lot of people were thinking it was going to be um, in person. And then like last minute, like some on like Friday, this past Friday, were finally said, no, it's going all online, at least to start. So a, a lot of people are in that boat. Thanks for we nothing, our, Big Ten. <laughs> That's what we were talking about because uh, we have like a soccer league or whatever from the school. And they were talking about like, oh, should we cancel now? I'm like, well, the Big Ten canceled. So uh, <laughs> they have enough money and stuff. I don't think we should be playing soccer. Oh, my God. They have enough money to test and everything. I don't think there's a decision to be made here. So do they So did they cancel it or did they? Uh, the, I think they're meeting They're meeting next week to to make a decision on it. So Watch them more next week. And, and double down on the season. <laughs> On <laughs> a sport that means absolutely nothing, or not a sport, no. but like a season that means nothing. Yeah. So I'm hoping they'll try to move it to the spring because there's nothing that the school does in the spring. So they could easily do it, but we'll see. But yeah, I mean, uh, tomorrow we have our big uh, Zoom open house. So that's how we get to experience the school through seeing the principal talk to us on Zoom. So that's so exciting. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. I'm just sad. This I'm really sad about. I don't like the last couple of days I saw. Somebody post a picture of like another kindergartner that I know they live in California and he started school uh, today and it made me all sad. Send her to uh, send her to our house and we'll we'll take her to kindergarten. Yeah, I just gotta, I should send her to private school. They probably have uh, have like you. I, I do I do think um, like a lot of schools because our school is really small. It's got like fifty kids in it. So and that's from kindergarten through eighth grade. And I think a lot of schools like that that are, you know, really small have gotten a lot of people calling in and asking, you know, hey, I hear you guys are doing school. We want to get in. And they had to say, if you didn't show interest before this all started, then you're not going to be even considered for it because they can't, you know, they can't add too many kids. Then they'll they'll lose the spacing that they need. So it's nice. But I feel for the people that don't don't have the option. Well, one thing good about it is the virtual online school is, I guess, if you want to travel, if it makes sense to travel at some point, I don't know. I was thinking about that, that we could take Ellie and she could do her school from wherever. But at this point, we still don't want to travel with her. So I guess she's just going to be sitting there with her Chromebook. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how quickly the schools get back to going 
in person or at least partially in person as this crazy year goes on. So let's talk about our next credit card that we're going to get. I know mine. Mine is an exciting card that I don't think anybody else probably is excited about or very few people, but it is the business prime card. And that's a from American Express. So yeah, we're going to kind of just talk about our next credit cards that we're going to get, why we're going to get them. We're going to criticize each other or more importantly, I think Joe and Mark will criticize my choice, but that's okay. A business prime card, 5% back. Your business has Amazon prime. And I've been spending so much money on Amazon lately for reselling that this card is one that I just need to have sort of as a backup. Normally I use chasing cards or other sales at grocery stores, things like that to get Amazon cards to load into my account. And then I can earn 5X and do pretty well that way. But it gets to be pretty tedious when you're scaling up large amounts of Amazon gift cards. And then there's always risk of something going wrong. And so, yeah, it just doesn't make sense when you're doing high dollar amounts, I think, to do Amazon gift cards that way, or at least it doesn't for me, not for the the marginal gain that I get. So that card has, I think at $125 Amazon gift card is the signup bonus, which is okay, but it isn't great. No annual fee, but it earns 5% cash back on all Amazon purchases up to, I believe later this year, it's going to change to up to $120,000 in spend per year. Right now, I think it's uncapped, but uh, basically on $120,000 in spend per year. And I just like the idea of having that on my account. If I have gift cards, if I'm able to work the 5X angle, great. But if I'm not and something gets charged, I know that I'm going to be earning the 5X or 5% back on that. What about you guys? What do you guys think about the the business prime card? I actually have one. I signed up for it uh, like two years ago, I think. And I I thought you had signed up for it at the same time because we had been talking about it. Oh, you're like, have. yeah, I got to get it too. I should have. But uh, I'm actually <laughs> yeah, they, it now. I'm do they still it. have the $150 gift card welcome offer for it? It's $125 now. So it's okay. a little bit less, but it's not not terrible at all. And this is a no annual fee card. It should get Amex offers. So it definitely has some, some good potential. You need to be a Prime member in order to get the 5% back or else I think it's 3% back. But my business account, I have an Amazon business account for shopping. I share the Prime membership from my personal account and that works just fine. So um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for it. Do you use the card a lot? Have you uh, anything? Um, yeah, I use it. It's like a backup for whenever I don't have uh, Amazon gift cards in my account, which I I try to have, you know, at least a couple hundred dollar balance in there. But with all the Best Buy gift card reselling and stuff, I have been buying some Best Buy gift cards off of Amazon and I use that for the 5% back to, to make a turn of profit on it. So yeah, I use it. Uh, I've been using it monthly the last few months, and then they they just released that uh, $30 five contactless payment promotion. I think it was targeted, so I got targeted for that. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it or not because I don't usually use contactless payment, and I don't carry that card in a wallet, but I might slide it in there to make a quick 30 bucks. so I think it's a good card. And it's business, so it doesn't count towards Chase 524 if you're worried about that, so that's nice. The balances don't show on your credit report either, which is nice yeah. when you're doing a lot of spending like I do kind of leading up to the holidays. Yeah. And then the other, it does count towards the Amex's new lowered for credit card limit. So that's something to think about for sure. In my case, I'm actually going to be canceling a no annual fee Hilton card to free up the space for that. And so I've already started that process should have hopefully the the prime business card soon. Hoping American Express still loves me. Joe, you uh, anything to say about the business prime card? No, I think that's a great pick. I don't have one myself, but it's something I've been looking at. What you just said made me wonder, like, will Amex start kind of cracking down on things? I think we've seen Chase being a little more finicky about applications, but I haven't heard anything about Amex yet. So I don't, I don't know. I think that's a great card. 
especially with the amount of like reselling you do and stuff like that. All right. Well, let's hear your card, Joe. What, which card are you looking to get next? It's interesting. When you sent this topic, I was like, oh, I haven't even thought about getting a credit card recently. You know, I've said multiple times that my balances are pretty healthy. We're not traveling anytime soon. So the only card that I'm thinking about getting right now is actually for my wife. Uh, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but with the new Chase Freedom offers, uh, I said last week, I canceled her Chase Freedom card, like the old version, the rotating categories version. And so, you know, I'm actually, when we get back from here uh, and have stable internet, uh, I will apply for her for a new Chase Freedom. But that's all I've been thinking about, you know, just because we're going to be talking about planning travel in the future uh, in the next segment. But since we're not planning a lot of travel, I guess I've kind of lost my motivation to sign up for new credit cards. Like, because stuff like the Amazon Prime card is great, but cashback is not, it's never really excited me a ton. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of boring, I guess. So Mark, it's up to you. Uh, Which card are you going for next? Yeah. I mean, I just signed up for three cards myself, so I'll probably go on a little bit of a break. And then with waiting to get all the, the mortgage approval process and all that stuff, we, we're kind of on a freeze for a little bit. And I do want to get my wife uh, the Freedom Unlimited card. I have to close the World of Hyatt card from her. I'm waiting for the free night to post. But Chase, because we upgraded hers from the old $75 uh, annual fee Hyatt card to the newer one. So we could go for the 15K and spend. So the yearly annual fee posted on June 1st. And it's now August 18th. And I still have not gotten the free night. So I reached out to them. I said, what's going on here? You know, it's supposed to like. Usually they wait until you ha the 30 days passes so you can't cancel the card and keep the free night. And they said, well, your um, anniversary is July like 20th. And I said, well, you build me on June 1st. So is this because of the, you know, the upgrade and it messed up the, the billing sequence or something? And they just gave me a canned response. And I'm like, I don't want to wait like four months to get this thing because I need to, <laughs> I mean, I really need to close this card, but I want to get that free night because I paid for it. So we're kind of in that boat. And then uh, after that, I think I'm going to try to get her the Capital One Venture card. Uh, we've been denied for Capital One, both of us, like probably six times over the last four years. But with her applications being low, I think it's perfect try to give it perfect time to give it another try. If we get that, then I'll probably grab her the Schwab Platinum so we can hit the credits. What's left for the rest of the year, the $20 a month credits, as well as have the option to cash out ultimate rewards if I need to and the, the 60,000 sign up bonus. So that's kind of rest of the year plan, I guess, for us. Actually, you just reminded me, I, because of the aeroplan changes, I have been keeping an eye out for if the Capital One Spark card does the 200K for 50K spend or whatever bonus again, you know, I haven't gotten, I haven't been able to get a Capital One card for my entire life, but if that spark card gets that big bonus again, you know, that is something that I'm keeping an eye out on. You know, I think the reason why this, one of the reasons why this question is so hard for me is because in general, like I'm very spur of the moment when I'm applying for credit cards, like I'm just kind of waiting for good bonuses. So I think that's one reason why as combined with the not traveling, why like, you know, it's tough for me. You know, I don't, not a very like plan ahead type of person, unless I have a trip on the horizon that I know I need these types of miles for, but since I have one right now, however, that spark is one that I've been kind of, I'm keeping an eye out for hopefully in the fall. I think traditionally like near Christmas, it's had that big bonus. So I've been looking out for that or will be looking out for that. Yeah, that's a great point. I'll be looking out for that too. I do have a capital one card 
I wonder, it's a business card. I wonder uh, how that would affect me. But I have uh, a quick silver. Yeah. yeah. I have a spark cash, <laughs> but I wonder if I could get the, the other version of it. Because Venture Card was one of the, like the early cards I got when, when I started the hobby. I think it was like the third or fourth card. And then I downgraded it to the Quicksilver when the annual fee came up. Um, and that was back when you were getting, what, like 20% back on Uber. So I was using it for that. And then I haven't used it since. And we were able to get a Spark card a couple of years later. Like both of us have had a Venture. Both of us have had a Spark card. But ever since then, every six months, like clockwork, denial, denial. So I did not try for Capital One at like the very beginning of the hobby but i tried like two to three years in and i had like a credit score of like a very good credit score and they were still like denied me so i was like all right i applied i applied for a card with them when i was 20 they rejected me and then i applied for a card with them when i was like 34 they rejected me so i was like forget it you know you're just not at that i'm now a scorned lover (laughs) yes exactly exactly i if you do not require my love i'm not gonna waste three credit card pulls on you again for a denial. Unless, unless you offer uh, a big bonus, like $2,000. or Yes, that's what I'll go for it. What was the Whoa. offer for the Venture card like really long time ago? Like they would match any mile balance you had in any other program or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I forget about that. But yeah, they did something like that. And I know I've heard anecdotally, I can't remember the exact details, but I've heard people took really good advantage of that back in the day. I, I would, I would, I would risk it for that too. <laughs> I would take six bowls for that. Are you listening, Capital One? Bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, sure, guys. And then they'll take the six pulls and then deny us and be on their way. <laughs> no harm, no foul to them. An update on my my son's got approved for the Freedom Card with the new offer, as did my dad. So uh, both for, for different reasons. But uh, that was an exciting offer. My son is uh, 20 years old, and he's been on my credit I should actually, we should also do a segment about this, about kind of building your children's credit. But he had been on my credit for a long time on different American Express cards. He now has a Discover card. We've sort of been building his credit slowly as as he has gone into adulthood. But yeah, he has like an 830 credit score, something like that. And no problem getting the Chase Freedom card. Hopefully we'll take him up to the next level with applications here pretty soon too. And maybe we'll talk about that on a future segment. But now it's time to move on to talk about, we talked about our credit cards and then what are we going to use the credit cards for to travel? So I thought it'd be interesting. I know a lot of people are planning travel for 2021. I know a lot of people are still aren't comfortable with traveling, but we still like to imagine us going places. So I thought we'd talk about our next vacation destination. Where are we headed? Where are we planning maybe in the next year, you're going to have to take the kids, the family, not necessarily trips that we're doing by ourselves. I know Mark and I are hoping to go with a bunch of other people to South Africa in February, but not with our families. So where are you guys planning on your night? Well, obviously Joe is on a family vacation, but uh, you know, like a real, we're going to plan this. We're going to go far away from home and we're going to take the kids and enjoy it. What about you, Joe? Where, where, where do you have in mind for the next year to two years for a great family vacation with the kids? Yeah, so we were supposed to go to Disney World with my in-laws in September. So like a month from now, like exactly a month from now. Uh, Obviously, we have canceled that since, you know, they are older, so they're at risk. So we rescheduled that for next September 2021. So that is kind of one big trip that we have on the books. I mean, that's a big family trip. That's also with, you know, that's my whole, like, that's my sister-in-law as well. So it was going to be a big kind of family trip. And, you know, my in-laws are older. So um, it's kind of one of, you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, So... (laughs) Yeah, uh, I mean, when we when we rescheduled, you know, my father in law was like, 
yeah, the kids will be older, maybe they'll enjoy Disney World better, and hopefully I will be spry enough to do all the physical toll that Disney World takes. So that's kind of one big trip we have in the books. Other than that, like, you know, I am waiting to see what will open up internationally. We were supposed to go to Japan or Switzerland this summer. This, those are the two places that we we're thinking about. Obviously, neither of those places wants us right now, but because of being stuck at home, you know, we are even more interested in uh, either returning to, in Japan's case, or going to for the first time in Switzerland's case. We want to go to those places, and it's just kind of a matter of we have to wait and see. You know, I'm not going to plan things. I just can't plan things right now with things up in the air, not only because it's difficult to plan, but also I don't I don't want to be disappointed, to be frank. I don't want to plan a trip and then find out that I'm not able to go. So I don't think I'm going to start actively planning a trip until it's clear that, you know, there's a good chance that we'll be able to take it. Like, you know, part of me is still skeptical that we'll be able to go to Disney World in September 2021. Not because I can't, but like I said, my in-laws are old. Um, so Japan and Switzerland are the places that I'm eyeing, but I got to wait to see, you know, when those things start opening up. And for Japan... I very much do not want to go during the Olympics. You know, this year we were going to go before the Olympics and we'd probably try to do the same thing next year. So those are the two uh, places that I'm eyeing. What about you, Mark? Don't really have any concrete plans. Don't have anything I was really thinking about. I mean, we had planned on uh, taking my daughter to New York City this year, like in the fall of this year or or DC, one of the two, because she hasn't been to either. Those both got uh, kicked to the curb. But as far as like big trips... I mean, I know we all want to go see the Christmas markets in Germany and stuff. So maybe December of 2021, that could be something we, we look into, but nothing major that, that I'm considering. I'm sure we'll go to Orlando and hang out at McDonald's at some point. <laughs> Say hi to Sean there, right? Sean hopes. <laughs> Sean, Sean would be super happy. I'm not, that's your guys' thing. That's I mean, guys. at this point, if that means that we could be in Orlando, you know, I'm down. Yeah. So I think those are like the things we're considering, you know, for me and my wife, we got to redo the Maui trip that we're supposed to do for our 15 year anniversary. I don't know if she's going to want to stick with Hawaii or, you know, focus on something more in Europe, you know, switch it up a bit. I don't know which way we're going to lean on that, but that's something we'll probably shoot for next summer um, as well. And then leaving the kids behind, of course, because we need some alone time together. <laughs> can't and, take, uh, can't, can't take Daniel, Daniel Tiger on the road. Yo, don't hate on Daniel Tiger, man. Daniel Tiger's the best. So yeah, there's a couple of interesting. I think my you bring up the in-laws, and my dad is 74, and there's some trips that I know he's wanted to take, including Scotland. Believe it or not, he's you know that's been on his list forever. His wife passed away last year, and so we definitely have plans to do that. And for me, it's just a matter of like you said, Joe, figuring out when he can go to be safe and. And sort of also weighing the time, you know, he doesn't have so many years left where he can actually take an active trip like that, where it's going to be easy for him to fly to Scotland, you know, go tour places and do that. So trying to weigh the, you know, the emphasis on trying to do it sooner rather than later, but then also keeping him safe. And I think for the family trip, it's funny that you said Japan, because I think that's on the top of my list. Like you, I had a I had a cancel or if you were going to go, you know, I actually did have firm plans to be there before the Olympics this year. And I totally agree with you. If you don't want to be there for the Olympics, go there before because you're going to get it's going to be clean. It's going to be all well, Japan's always clean, but it's going to be ready for the Olympics. But you don't have to deal with the crowds or go after. Um, but, yeah, T Tokyo looks like it's been all spruced up. 
But more importantly, I think for a family vacation, not just Tokyo, getting a rail pass, getting back out on the uh, Shinkansen and just seeing different parts of Japan again. It's an easy country to travel through with kids. The train travel is something that they tend to do better with, I think, than even in being in cars and, and flying. And because you're not driving, you know, you can spend more time with them, even though you're in transit. And uh, I just found traveling through that country is really, really good with kids. Great way to sort of expose them to something that's incredibly foreign to them, but also in a safe sort of welcoming way. And then of course, Joe, there is Disney in Tokyo. So, and uh, of course, Universal in Osaka, and they have a great culture of amusement parks in Japan, no matter whether you do the high-end ones or the low-end ones. And I, I definitely think Japan is going to be high on the list as soon as I'm able to plan something there. And relatively, I can be relatively sure that we'll be able to go. Probably, I would imagine next summer before the Olympics, something like that. But that's, I think, the highest on my list, along with trying to recreate maybe some of our European trips that we had canceled. But I think at this point, Ellie is getting to an age where I want to start indoctrinating her into the travel culture and getting her to kind of go beyond little kid stuff when she's traveling. And I've had experience with that with a, with a kid of a similar age years ago, and uh, it went pretty well. So I'm excited for that. And I'm just trying to keep myself psyched up. I'm not one that actually plans trips a year ahead of time, but I'm going to, I think, start planning some stuff. And I do have the you know, there could be the downside where it falls through. And then I have that disappointment, like you said, Joe, but I need to have, I guess I need to have this. I haven't had a year without family travel basically since 2007 without going places and doing things. And uh, it's such an important part of my life. I want to get to planning some stuff and I want to do it in a safe way. So hopefully uh, that will, that will happen, but I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the prospect. Finally, I think I'm coming around. Whereas the last five or six months, I didn't want to talk about travel or plan anything. Now I want to at least do that. And I guess I would ask you guys, have your thoughts on travel changed over the last couple of months as we've seen, we've learned more about sort of the virus and we see people traveling more and we know more about how it spreads, stuff like that. Do you guys feel like travel is maybe a little bit safer than we thought it was a few months ago? Or are you guys kind of still in the same camp on that? I mean, I'm definitely more ready to travel. Uh, you know, I think understanding that it's mostly aerosolized as a virus you know, it's funny, I keep talking about this, but everyone shut down buffets when, you know, the coronavirus happened because buffets are gross, even though I love them. But actually, buffets are not like a worry about COVID-19 if you understand kind of how COVID-19 gets transmitted. So there's a lot of things travel-wise that are like that. Like you think that they are a high risk, but actually it may be a risk for other illnesses, but it's not necessarily one for COVID-19. So I'm definitely like more ready to travel now. But at the same time, I also recognize that we have it pretty good. We have, you know, we don't have to worry about a lot of things. So I don't want to travel and put other people at risk unnecessarily. So, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily, I mean, I guess from the beginning, I've been saying, I'm not super worried about my immediate family getting sick, but you know, I just don't, I don't, I would feel terrible if I was like a disease vector. So I'm always kind of like balancing that. Not that that would stop me from traveling, but that's still kind of on my mind. I did want to say one thing though, uh, you know, we are talking about kind of our older relatives and stuff like that. And, you know, my kids are lucky enough that all four of their grandparents are still super healthy and able to take these trips. And I talked to my wife about this, you know, a month or two ago. And I was like, you know, if your parents or my parents say that they really want to go somewhere and you and me, we wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable going there on our own. We really need to think about their opinion on this in the sense that they are like around 70, all of them. 
And if they want to say like, we are happy with where our lives have been. And, you know, we really want to take this trip with our grandkids while we're still healthy enough to do that. Uh, even though we realize that there's a risk and we're at greater risk if we do get sick, you know, I think that's something that my wife and I have to um, take into consideration. So, you know, that's, it's, it's always so complicated. It's not just, you know, what I think or what my wife thinks, but uh, especially when you're talking about extended family travel, it's kind of finding a happy medium between uh, everyone. Now they haven't said that to us yet, but, you know, I, I get the feeling that they are willing to be more risky than even my wife and I are just because I think they're like, you know, uh, they're weighing the time they have with their grandkids versus, you know, whatever risks, whatever other risks there are. So I don't know if you have any conundrums like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly uh, in the same situation. My dad takes more risks than I than I would like. Um, and I was shut in the house for months, as people who listen to this show know, uh, just like I think for the most part you guys were. But I've been out on the Las Vegas Strip you know, over the last month, month and a half, which I guess in some cases you would consider travel and vac you know, vacation. Most people who are there are on vacation. I think it's changed my perspective a little bit. At least it's opened my eyes to there are other people in the world who see things differently, and this isn't about politics for them. We're not talking politics here, but you know, I'm just trying to stay in tune with what the realities are so that I can, like I say, not waste opportunities with my dad, waste opportunities other places. But it's interesting you say that because my dad, I think, is very much, uh, he's going on a hunting trip, I think, in a couple of weeks, and he's doing like a big road trip, and he's going to try to you know, stay distanced and safe, but he wants to go about living his life again in hopefully the safest way possible. And I mean, who am I to tell him 74 that he can't, but you know, we have to deal with this. And I guess the important thing is to deal with the anxiety of it. You know, the anxiety of others doing it, the anxiety of doing it yourself. I can tell you from somebody who I've stayed on the strip three different times now. And since the beginning of June stayed in hotels, obviously been doing a lot of filming there, but you know, physically sleeping in a hotel feels good. It feels good to be out and about among people and just to have that sort of you know, the motion around you and the noise and, uh, and human other human beings. But there is this sort of anxiety that hangs over all of it. And so I feel like, yeah, that's going to be what travel is. And so I'm just trying to put that aside, trying to stay as safe as possible. I have very strict sort of protocols for myself when I'm traveling as far as like, when I'm on the strip, I'm always wearing a mask unless I'm in a private area, or I've made sure I can go somewhere very far away from everybody to go eat or drink. Maybe that makes me crazy, but that works for me. But walking in crowded areas, as long as I'm moving and I'm not in the same area with other people with the same person for long periods of time, I'm comfortable with that based on my experience, but others aren't. And, you know, I think when it comes to the topic of travel, we could all just be less judgmental of each other and, and try to help each other out. That'd be good. And I don't know what the right answer is. Mark, you got you got a right answer for this as far as, uh, you know, traveling or not traveling or, you know, you have parents, too, that I know you're not seeing as often right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a different boat. My parents are younger. They're like late 50s, so not as high risk. Um, I know my mom said she wants to fly up for the kids' birthdays. She was supposed to come up a couple weeks ago when we were out in the cabin, but decided against it because the drive was long from Florida, So, and she didn't feel comfortable flying yet. But she said this fall she wants to fly no matter what. So I think they're getting to that point where they're just like – whatever we're, we're past it. I mean, my dad's working every day, so he's out there in the world. So going to tons of client places, you know, restaurants and retirement homes and hospitals and all kinds of stuff. So they're, they're kind of already in it and they're in Florida. So they're dealing with it every day, every day. So now back to like the original question, do I feel different about travel now than when it first started? I would say, yeah, I think it's 
I think everybody feels more comfortable with it. In the beginning, when stuff was coming out, nobody really knew what was going on. And, you know, it was suggested to wipe down your groceries and, and sanitize boxes that came and your mail and everything. And now we've learned that you can't really catch it from any of that stuff. So I think that makes everything feel a little bit better. You know, you're not worried about surfaces as much and, and stuff like that. It's all direct vapor and, and everything like that. So and with airlines uh, making people wear masks on board, which controls that the vapor spray, I think I think everybody feels a little more comfortable with it now than they did three months ago or whatever. So I think it will continue to pick up and and more and more people will start to feel comfortable with it. So I think it's just going to be a gradual point to where we get back to normal at some point in the future. Let's hope normal. That sounds good. <laughs> I can't wait. I honestly cannot wait. I don't know. It's going to be crazy. I think there's going to be so many of us just popping out around the world. One place for international travel that we've been watching a show, I think it's like HGTV or something where this couple buys an island in the Bahamas and rehabs the entire resort. I don't know if you guys have seen that at all. It, they're from like Canada and they moved, they moved to the island for like over a year and they're just rehabbing like every building on the property. So of course he, my son's big into all that stuff, like remodeling and houses. And so he's watching it and commercial for Atlantis pops up and Bahamas. And he's like, dad, you're going to take me there. Right. That's like, maybe not the Atlantis, but we'll definitely go to the Bahamas. <laughs> you should take him to Atlantis. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll use those choice points to stay across the street and then just go to the water park. Or go to Bahamar. And hot tip, get a, hot tip. <laughs> probably go yeah, to Bahamar and then get, use the choice points to get a room at the Choice Hotel to get access to the water park. But when is the Bahamar water park supposed to be done? I mean, at this point with everything going on, I would, you know. I'd when was the original I mean, like schedule? Do you know? Well, they kept saying, so it's funny because I had saw, seen people visit there last year and they were told that they were going to start construction like any minute. And then when I was there in January, they were saying the same thing, but it was just, you know, they had ground cleared, but there was no construction. So, or there was a little bit, there was like a couple of small pieces of equipment. So I would I imagine it was slow in the Bahamas. right now. Yeah, I think it's going to be years and years before they get a water park at Bahamar, probably just because it's going to take them that long to recover from all of this. But yeah, I think it's been a good discussion about travel credit cards and let's go into rapid fires and the mark. I know last week we talked a little bit about Aeroplan. And you got a rapid fire to up. Nope. That'd be Joe. Oh, yeah. We switched. Nobody bothered. What up? It's me. Sorry, Joe. Ooh, Joe gets the aeroplan. Uh, yeah. So uh, Ryan did an aeroplan breakdown. And uh, yeah, it's good. Check it out. <laughs> what about you, Mark? <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So he did a breakdown of uh, what are the positives and negatives. I think we went over some of them. But you know, some of the positives are stuff like uh, no fuel surcharges. Um, some of the negatives are the fact that stopovers are no longer free, but they're only 5,000 miles. Anyway, there's a lot of good information in there. There's a beginning look at some of the sweet spots that exist, but obviously as time goes on, uh, more of those sweet spots will come out. And I'm sure Ryan will be on top of it. So um, check out this first post on just the overview of airplanes changes. But uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be more coming. So what is the rapid fire that you took instead of airplane, Mark? <laughs> I took uh, Benji's post today on Tuesday when it launched um, about the thank you points um, transferred to Shop Your Way Rewards, which is something Frequent Miler wrote about. And and Benji started digging into it, you know, because he likes cashing out points and everything. So basically, you can transfer your thank you points to Shop Your Way Rewards, then use those Shop Your Way Rewards points to buy gift cards. And you're getting 1.2 cents per point for City Thank You, which is Decent, not great, not terrible. But the nice thing is with the portal 
coming to an end soon uh, where you can get 1.25 cents on travel. This is actually an option for you. And you don't even need a premier or premium card with the annual fee to pull it off. So you can still get similar redemption. And there's, you know, brands like uh, Walmart's on there and stuff. So some big name brands. He, he goes through the process, how easy it is, how quickly, like it's everything's instantaneous. The transfer to Shop Your Way Rewards is instant redemption. You get the email within like a sec- couple seconds uh, with the gift card. So that's pretty cool. If you have the uh, Rewards Plus card, you get your 10% miles back. So it actually bumps it up to like 1.32 cents, I believe, something like that. It, it's a nice, good stack. And if you're sitting on thank you points and struggle to use them and you want to do some shopping or whatever, or you could turn around and sell those Walmart gift cards at what's a Walmart price these days, Sean, like mid 90s. Yeah, they're pretty good. And even better if you can find somebody who, you know, who uses them for, I know, I, yeah, you can usually do at least 95 on Walmart cards, sometimes higher. I haven't looked lately, but I think this is a great play. And as you said, Frequent Miler sort of discovered it and Benji has been going crazy with it. And there's some definite advanced stuff. You know, if you're looking at gift cards that you can use later for other gift cards, things like that. So yeah, I, I think it's a great way at 1.2 cents. And you're not, you know, if people were using the the thank you points for 1.25 and uh, like for, for travel, uh, they had a call city, you had to deal with all that. This is a pretty easy way to cash these out in a different way. So if you have great use for those gift cards that you can use with Shop Your Way, great. But there's some other more advanced stuff to maybe look at. And maybe we'll get into that over time. But uh, this is definitely something to look at. And there's links in our article to the original Frequent Miler articles too, because we definitely want to give them credit on that. And then closing on my rapid fire, it's just our uh, Vegas and, and Laughlin tour videos we did this week. Miles to Memories YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Miles to Memories. Uh, they've been really popular. I said I've been on the strip. I actually have some updated film coming out or video coming out uh, from the strip last week, but I did a tour of all the major construction projects, some really cool stuff going on. I headed out to Laughlin, which is sort of like a mini Las Vegas, maybe a sadder a version of Las Vegas. So I did a whole tour, but it's right on the Colorado River and there's all kinds of water sports. It's got beaches. Yes, it has beaches and very kind of old uh, regional casinos, but it has a whole strip of like nine casinos in a row. So it's an interesting place. Latest on Vegas construction and Allegiant Stadium, the Raiders brand new home. I did a sunrise walk around tour. So if you're interested in any of that, youtube.com forward slash miles to memories channels. Been so really it's kinda, popular. So thanks is it kind of like Atlantic city where, you know, it's got a strip of casinos. It's got a beach. It's got water, but just not trash. Like <laughs> Atlantic city's trash. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> Atlantic City has a real beach. Let's put it down. I mean, this is the river. Yeah, a beach full of trash and bombs. Yeah, I'm not an Atlantic City fan. I'd say it's sort of like a – I mean, I've I've been going to Laughlin since I was a little kid. So it's nothing new to me. But I'd say maybe a mixture of a little bit of Atlantic City uh, and a little bit of Biloxi. Maybe a less nicer version of Biloxi. If you like it and you're interested, it's definitely some cool stuff to hit. I do think like that little beach area looked like it, it's nice. So it's it's kind of nice if you are in Vegas and you want to go away for a day and, you know, sit by the water and stuff. I think it's a it's a nice option. What What's it like an hour from Vegas, basically? It's about 90 to 100 miles, depending where you are. So an hour and a half to two hours, depending on how long it takes you to sort of get out of Vegas. Once you get out, then it's just cruising straight out there. One thing to keep in mind, if you watch the video, if you talk Laughlin at all, like if you're watching my Laughlin video, keep in mind it's 114 degrees outside. And 
it actually got warmer this week. It was 120, 121 there earlier this week, like the day that so they did 130 May. in Death Valley. So, uh, yeah, Laughlin's <laughs> usually five to ten degrees warmer than Vegas, and it is the sun is brutal out there. So that's the only downside. But uh, it's definitely if you're into casinos, it's somewhere that everybody should visit. I think Mark, you should definitely try to get out there on a on a future visit. What do they pay out on blackjack? That's all that matters. I, everybody, I need to start paying attention to that one. I mean, everybody says that to me that what were the odds? No, I didn't look. I mean, just um, <laughs> although there is a there was a granny shooting craps in one of the casinos, which she was like, she looked like she was a 90 year old lady with her mask on and she's shooting craps. She's right at the beginning of my Laughlin video and she is great. See, so there's some some fun out there. See, she's, the earned, she's earned that right, you know, to decide what she wants to do with the rest of her <laughs> life. But yeah, seriously, find out whether Blackjack's three to two or six to five at every casino you go to. I guarantee you double the clicks right there. Just put it in the title. <laughs> Well, it's funny, like even in Vegas, like there will always be like two tables that are three to two in the main party pits or whatever, like, and they kind of hide it. So you have to really search for it. There's a couple on the strip. There's a couple. It's it's really hard. Like you basically got to go to Fremont Street. Yep. Terrible. Terrible. I think nowadays it's even harder. I think that they're, they're not opening up the better tables and they're, they even in some cases they're having higher limits when they want to control stuff depending on the casino. There's a lot of struggles going on in Vegas right now. The the people who are visiting are slightly different than who came before. There's a lot of strife between employees. The whole tipping culture here is very strong. And a lot of anecdotally, a lot of people visiting aren't tipping. And so there's just a lot of, I think, like sort of anger and animosity. Uh, The strip feels a little dirty at times than it used to. So I, you know, I, I try to be a little bit more positive in my, <laughs> it gets, is there, is there more uh, girl pamphlets on the ground than normal or what? no, because there's, they're not handing those out. I did see one person handing them out at one point, but they're not all over. Like they, they used to be. No, I just, I don't know if they're not cleaning as well there. We do have a, a huge homeless population in Southern Nevada and a problem uh, with that. And, you know, I think as a site, we, we're, we're trying to help the homeless here in Southern Nevada, but we haven't always been successful, but, yeah, it's just it just seems like Vegas is struggling right now with not just the, the virus, but everything as far as products and delivering a good experience and the people who are visiting and the employees being a little worried. And it's just a very different place if you come here. But, you know, it's a unique experience to see. And hopefully I'm trying to convey that I have been criticized for being a little bit too positive, I think, towards Vegas. So maybe next time, I'll, maybe I'll do a video showing these negative sides a little bit. The scooters all over the place. The dark sides of Vegas. Anyway, but uh, so yeah, check out lots of Vegas stuff on the YouTube channel if you're interested in that. And uh, that will do it for this week. Uh, Joe, you want to tell everybody where they can find you when they're not listening to this wonderful fine podcast? Yep. You can find me at DisneyDecipher.com for my podcast stuff. At As Joe Flies all over social media. I'm getting better at this, guys. My... <laughs> and my uh, <laughs> My newsletter is at tinyletter.com slash as Joe flies and my uh, miles and points podcast at sarahrcobservationdeck.com got a review of uh, Miraval Berkshire's coming up this week uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber next week for everyone else. So uh, for those of you who don't know why I'm laughing because you're only listening to the audio version, I'm like putting the links up on the video as I'm doing it and I my brain cannot do two things at once, which is why I can't handle it. Maybe we should right. stick to one, one we always thing like, on the screen. Per we never put this in the on YouTube, anyways. <laughs> no, well, we've done all, last last week's. There wasn't hey, there wasn't one. Hey, that was all eight in. people listening live are gonna 
have seen that. All right. So you better go because I got your Twitter handle ready, Mark. Did you switch it up? Because it's changed. You change your Twitter handle? Your Twitter handle? I mean, twiddle D, twiddle dub. Yeah, I did change. I just thought of that as you were like popping him up. I'm like, he's got the wrong one for me. So good thing this never gets aired. <laughs> so I wanted to change my Twitter handle to make it like easier. And I was going to just do like Mark MTM, you know, something simple. But of course that was taken. Mark underscore MTM was taken. All this stuff was taken. But for some reason, Detroit Mark wasn't taken. So... <laughs> So that's my new Twitter handle at Detroit Mark. So should be easier to remember. Oh, <laughs> Joe has it correct for people that are not watching it. So he actually uh, must have caught on to that. Or you can email me, Mark at milesmemories.com, comment on any of the articles, uh, join Facebook groups, all that type of stuff. Private message me on Facebook. I have public access. So uh, anyway, you want to get a hold of me, you can. How about you, Sean? Same thing, yeah. Facebook groups, uh, of course, the YouTube channel. And uh, we're releasing, I think, three to four videos a week now on YouTube. Uh, we're going to do some more Miles and Point stuff, too. We're working on a lot of that. But yeah, milestomemories.com for 50-plus uh, posts per week. We have our Facebook groups. We have our YouTube. And if you want more, you want more of all of this, bonus content, all of that, patreon.com forward slash milestomemories. For our Diamond group, we have a few slots in there. But Thanks so much to everybody who listens week in and week out, who watches, the few people who watch. And uh, yeah, thanks so much. for. We'll see you guys next time. Sean loves to point out that all the YouTube videos I'm in do terrible. So make sure you give a thumbs up on the podcast ones. <laughs> no, that you... <laughs> podcast ones are doing okay. Just, just the ones where you're by yourself. Where, where oh, you, there's nobody you were filming one of them, so that's your fault. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. See ya. I'm off to vacation. Joe, you're on vacation. How come you're not drunk yet? How come I'm even on this podcast? That's the real question. Well, truthfully, it's your fault because had you just said, I need the week off and let's get Oh, it's definitely my fault. I'm not, I'm not blaming anyone. Because <laughs> he misses us. That's why. I'm not blaming anyone. He All couldn't right. go a week without it. Enough about schools in this crazy year. Let's talk about credit cards. Because we all like credit cards, don't we? <laughs> no, actually, you guys left me hanging. Dude, dude, come, on, come on. I was waiting for somebody to help out. I threw out like, for an assistant. Uh, so we want to talk about to make the transition. We we all we all love credit cards, right, guys? <laughs> you guys are like, supposed to go. It's like an ASMR. It's an ASMR podcast. <laughs> yes. We all love we all love credit cards, don't we guys? I was doing my best NPR impression. I said $1.7 million doesn't get you a very good internet connection. Huh? You can't hear us, apparently. <laughs> okay, I can hear you now. Okay. Hey, uh, the cost of the house, the router doesn't come with the house. <laughs> they, they went cheap. They got like the $40 router. <laughs> <laughs>